Hello and welcome. I'm Anthony Day and this is a selection from the Sustainable Futures Report, a weekly podcast on the climate crisis and measures to deal with it. Yep, I know that sounds ambitious. What I try to do each week is report on the consequences of the climate crisis and the technical, social and political actions towards getting it under control. I scan the press, the broadcast media and I use Google Alerts to find my stories. Listeners and patrons contact me with information and ideas. I interview experts and sometimes people interview me. I always try to get back to the original source of the story, maybe an academic paper, a new report or a press release, and I publish the links together with the full text of each episode on the website, which is at www.sustainablefutures.report. Here's a selection from previous episodes. Most of them are relatively recent, although I started this podcast back in September 2007, like this. It's the economy, stupid. That was Bill Clinton's catchphrase when he was fighting George Bush Sr. in 1992. Things have changed since then. Now it's the environment, stupid. Has George Bush got that message yet? But by 2016, the style had changed a bit. Yes, here it is. Episode 38 of the Sustainable Futures Report for 2016. I know it's not quite Christmas, but you can open it now. Go on, you know you want to. And who's that over there with the white beard? Ho, ho, ho! Yes, it's me, Anthony Day. Right, now you've unwrapped it, you're going to have to put it together. No batteries required. But before we get down to that, a few seasonal sustainabilities. Or not. This week, the nation's waste will be 30% higher than normal. Only 30%. Still, nice to see some growth in the economy. One billion Christmas cards could end up in landfill instead of being recycled. I hope they won't be yours. And here's one from 2020. Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Futures Report. I'm Anthony Day and it's Friday the 21st of February. This week Extinction Rebellion has been digging up a lawn and calling up a storm. In other news Microsoft is committed to going carbon negative, carbon labelling seems to be back and Drax claims that the UK is getting cleaner because they're burning wood while the government is making plans to shut down your stove, you know the one that burns wood. Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, is throwing money, $10 billion, at the climate crisis. But is it enough? Political economist Anne Pettifort says that a shortage of money will never be a problem with dealing with climate change. The main obstacle is mobilising the skills and resources to do what's needed. Here are some of the people I've interviewed in the last 12 months on the Sustainable Futures Report. Anthony Davison from Big Barn about food, Captain Anderson about carbon balance, Rebecca Henderson about capitalism, Michael Binderbauer about nuclear fusion and solar panels on steroids, James Dyke of Exeter University, Peter Ettinger on sustainable waste management, Kevin Wilhelm on negotiation, 
James Spencer on oil markets, Professor Julia Steinberger on climate justice and economic inequality, Peter Krull on sustainable investment, Kathy Hanoon on geothermal energy for domestic heating, and several others. Before lockdown, I could take my recorder out on the street. In March 2019, the school strikes took place across the world. Hello, I'm Anthony Day, and this is... Yes, I'll get back to you in a second. Last Friday, 1.4 million students in 128 countries across the world marched for climate action. Here's what I heard at my local protest. My name's Vida, Vida Coley. What's our purpose? Um, to let leaders and authority know that we aren't going to stand by while they take decisions, um, which means that our planet and the people living on it are going to be worse off. They can't stand idly by and ruin our futures. We really just want to fight back and speak out for our future because we feel as if we've been failed by older generations to do something about the climate crisis, especially the government. We just It's about inspiring and uniting young people to stand up and take action. Later that year, Extinction Rebellion protested in Leeds. Why are you here? I'm here because Extinction Rebellion has uh, declared there is a broken contract between the people and the government. We're here to wake people up. We're, we're here to raise awareness and push climate breakdown up the public and political agenda. And that's why we've just parked a big yellow boat on the bridge. And we've parked a big yellow boat on the bridge. This is a symbol. It's become an icon of the rebellion. We apologise for the disruption. We can think of no other way. We've written to our councillors, we've written to the MPs, we've done petitions, we've had huge marches in London and elsewhere. Nothing has happened. This is an emergency. We have to do something different. My name is Anthony Day. Anthony Day. And nice I'll give you uh, a little badge so you can find the Sustainable Futures Report. Just Google that. Oh, OK. I think I've heard of you, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're here as a rebel doctor. I am. Uh, so why are you here? Why are you here as a doctor? Um, climate change poses the greatest threat to health um, currently and probably ever in the history of humanity. So do you think uh, coming to this protest here today in Leeds, you're going to make a difference? Absolutely. In October 2019, I followed Extinction Rebellion to London. It's about quarter past nine on Monday the 7th of October and I've just arrived at King's Cross in central London for the International Rebellion. Right, I'm in Trafalgar Square. There aren't very many people here at all. There are a few police vans and the police helicopter, I presume that's a police helicopter, was just hovering overhead. I just saw four people who were glued to the road and glued to each other. They were not prepared to be interviewed. Some people have decided, after being spoken to by the police, to get up and leave the middle of the street. But at least one person has now just been arrested and taken away to a van. The police are talking to other people who are still sitting in the middle of the street. Sometimes, 
people interview me. Hey, crazy birds. Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Our guest today is the presenter of The Sustainable Future Report, a weekly podcast and blog on energy, resources, pollution, and the climate crisis. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Anthony Day. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. And then there's Julia Hartley Brewer of Talk Radio. Let's talk to Anthony Day. He's an environmental consultant and presenter of the Sustainable Futures Report podcast. Good morning to you, Anthony. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. I hope you had a good holiday since we last spoke. Oh, yeah, yes, I, I certainly have. I, I always take all as many flights as I can to enjoy my holidays. Um, extraordinary policy uh, uh, agreed by Labour Party yesterday net zero carbon emissions otherwise this target of 2030 is completely and utterly unachievable this is going to involve a major change in how ordinary people live their lives isn't it what they eat whether they can heat their homes how they travel whether they can go on holiday abroad this is going to involve a huge tax increases to pay for it this is i mean this is if it is achievable it is only achievable with an awful lot of very angry people Right, but we have a climate crisis and all the dreadful things that you've mentioned will be forced upon us if we don't do something about the climate crisis. It's going to be Why a tremendous... Why will they be forced upon us? Because the climate will collapse and... The climate uh, will collapse. I'm oh, sorry, do you, could yeah. you have any scientific basis for that claim? Well, there is a thing called the IPCC. Have yeah, you heard I don't of think the... they've ever said that. Well, they Pretty have... Pretty fact, ended... I'm 99.9% .9 sure they didn't say that in any of their reports. They didn't say that in those words, but that's no, they the didn't. So they, so they didn't say the climate would collapse. I mean, that literally is a statement. That's I would expect that of a sixteen-year-old Swedish girl, but I wouldn't oh, expect really? that from okay. from from an environmental consultant. But th but this is the point: is this isn't a sensible conversation, is it? The environment will collapse. That has absolutely no meaning whatsoever. It's scaremongering nonsense. Well, now let me explain then what I mean. Things are getting hotter. Uh, how, how much has how much has the world warmed by in the last 150 years? Quite a lot. How much? Uh, just over a degree, I believe. Just over, just just under one percent, actually. Yeah, but I that's know, not. But is that quite of, a lot? Yes, it is. It is, as we're coming out of a mini ice age. That's quite a lot. It's putting lots of energy into the weather systems, which is causing droughts. It's in causing intense weather. I think you'll find and that the IPCC, again, International International Panel on Climate Change, has actually said it's too early to say with any confidence whatsoever that any extreme weather is being caused by climate change. You really should read these reports before you become I'm, an environmental consultant. Have said that the IP, and some people have said that the IPCC is subject to political pressure and has been far too conservative in what it's said uh, in its open... Oh, uh, actually, the evidence is actually the scientific evidence behind those reports before they are politicised is actually rather more conservative than the political uh, documents. But there we are. We're going to have to leave this because I don't feel we're going to get uh, much use out of, of this conversation. And today, I uh, appreciate you joining us. Presenter of the Sustainable... Well, you can't win them all. And finally, let me take you back to the very first episode. The time for doubt has passed. That's what UN Secretary-General Ban Ki-moon said at this week's Climate Change Summit. The chief UN climate scientist, Rajendra Pachari, said the time is up for inaction. Billed as the largest ever high-level meeting on climate change, the event re-emphasised the commitment of global governments to action. And global governments are still talking about it, 14 years on. And that's it. 
Your support via Patreon is always welcome because the Sustainable Futures Report gets no advertising, sponsorship or subsidies. Go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-F-R. You can find links to the 330 plus episodes on the website at www.sustainablefutures.report. I know the Apple Podcasts site says there are 100 episodes, but in fact there are now at least 333. As I said, you can find links and the latest episodes on the website. Texts prior to October 2020 are at anthonyday.blogspot.com. The audio episodes are at sustainability.libsyn.com. For example, the Julia Hartley Brewer interview clip comes from the episode of the 27th of September 2019. You'll hear a lot more if you seek out the original. Next week, I have an interview with Bertrand Picard, the pilot who flew a solar-powered aircraft around the world. His Solar Impulse Foundation has assembled a thousand solutions to climate problems. Don't miss it. I'm Anthony Day. That was the Sustainable Futures Report for this week. Until next time. Thank you.